Hey kids, it's Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo here, and you're listening to the wildest, most far-out, wiggling podcast, Anime Egotists. We love you, beauty. And welcome back to the Anime Egotists, where I'm not sure what's better, our filler episodes or our canon episodes. Unfortunately for us, our filler episodes are ten times better than our canon. That actually doesn't surprise me in the slightest. That's the weird thing. But anyways, my name's Alex, and Ash Ketchum, it was a good run. I'm gonna miss you. And I'm Richard. You were okay. Yeah, I, and Ash, I love you, but I also do still hate you. It, it's a complicated relationship. That's the best way of describing it. Yeah, but what else is complicated is anime. Now, before we've talked about the best and worst anime episodes, the episodes that we think, wow, these episodes are fantastic or hilarious or heartwarming, or wow, these episodes are really, really bad or backtrack or stuff like that. But the thing is, there are so many bad or great anime episodes, we couldn't just leave that to one list now, could we? No, we're really... Yeah, I've developed several new ones that I I have at least four on here that from relatively newer things, I think, yeah. Since I can get you to that list, so. I wanted to, but I only have one because, like, because I feel like we've talked before about newer shows and not wanting to spoil them too much, especially if they're just coming out. But I do have one in mind. Well, I, I meant new to me. I mean, some of these are... At least one season old now, so we're, I think we'll be okay. I have more for the next time, but this, but in this case, we're doing more of the worst anime episodes. And like I've said, Ed, I've watched a lot of new anime recently, but a lot of those fall under the best episodes. So we'll be talking about that hopefully next time. But nope, these are more episodes that either frustrate us, annoyed us, made us want to stop watching. It's basically any type of criteria as long as it's bad. Yeah, so on the last time we did this video, I know you went first, so do you want to go first again? Sure, why not? Alright. Alright. <laughs> oh, sweet lord. Okay, so let's get these ones out of the way. Gintama episodes 148 and 149. Oh, that's right. These are Gintama episodes. I have to read the titles of them. Zip up your fly, nice and slowly. And when breaking a chew Uber in half, half, that's the end with the knob that should be better. It's also tasty to drink from there. Okay. Y yeah, so Soguo and Hijikata are basically trapped in basically a saw or jigsaw style thing where if they don't get out, they'll die, basically. Now, we know these two who they don't really get along, but they... They need to get along for this because otherwise they're going to die and the crazy thing is there are moments where they kind of realize and learn more about each other like they start to realize wow this person i'm with is actually kind of reliable or hey we should come up with a plan together it starts off kind of weird but at the same time it it's, it has its moments only for the end hichikata basically falls down a shaft and sogo tells the the person recording Jigsaw, he tells them, oh, hey, thanks for that. That was a really fun prank. And I'm like, yeah, uh, are you sure that was a nice thing for me to do? I was like, I don't care. I don't know. It doesn't, it, it, feel, it feeds more into 
my feelings of Sogo being like, being, I find you funny, but at the same time, like, they're, like, it, I don't know. Oh, it felt like more of a mean-spirited prank than just a ha-ha prank, so... I don't know. I think that might have been my turning point with Sogo being like, I like you, dude, but I don't need you in nearly as many episodes as everybody else does. Yeah, just I can see them trying to make that funny, the uh, whole jigsaw thing, but it's been done a lot where I know like in Western cartoons, I know Family Guy's done like short skits and stuff with it. So I just don't know how it would play out, especially because it sounds like it's what a two two episodes long story. Two episodes long. I'm not reading those episode titles again because I <laughs> I'm just not doing it. Ah, man. No. No, but I can kind of co-sign. That, that's kind of an idea that's been done a lot. It's that same over and over again. Uh, how to put it? Uh, Saw-style story. Yeah. And it hurts all the more because it makes Hijikaba look kind of bad, and he beat up Frieza one episode. Sorry, Breeze up. Because that's, yeah. Copyright. Yeah. Like, it's not a horrible episode. There are some funny moments, but it also just kind of signified for me, yeah, I'm not liking this character as much as I should anymore. I can understand that. As I said, I, I haven't seen Gintama, so I can't really say for certain, but I'll co-sign on to the episode. All right. What is your first episode or episodes? So this one, I know you'll be able to talk about... Um, at least a little bit with me, and that's um, Shobit's episode four, She Runs Errands. <laughs> yeah, so, I had a feeling this was going to be on your list. Yeah, I think we've talked about this separately, uh, that this, I had to take a break. I, I started Shobit's because it sounded kind of interesting. Uh, just the fact that it spends like 80% of the episode with Chi walking around the city going, underpants 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 and then not understanding it's like i understand that but this came at a really awkward time it feels like there should have been more development for the story before you get just kind of this comedic episode thrown in that's not really gonna further anything that we need um it just it slows down the pacing of the first like two episodes that are two i can't remember if the third episode's that story driven but the first two episodes are heavily story-driven of developing that, hey, he's getting a job, he's finding chi, he's studying to go to university, all this other stuff. And then this is what we get for the fourth episode. Uh, uh, yeah. Even I love this show more than life itself, but even I'll admit, this is probably not the strongest episode. Oh. I even remember telling you, hey, man, if you start Chilbits, you can skip the Underpants episode. You kind of just like, okay, that's weird, but you, you didn't listen to me, apparently. I didn't realize until halfway through the episode this was the episode you were talking about, and it's like, I'll just leave it on. And as I said, I took a break. I'm still sitting at about episode 12. I just got distracted with some other stuff. So I'm hoping to get back to Chilbits now that I, I know it's something I can finish binging. Yeah. I will say, this episode is dumb, but there are a couple of bright spots for me. Because I remember in the review I did for Chilbit, somebody pointed out how it was the worst episode, and somebody else pointed out in the comments saying, actually, I thought it was a pretty good episode at times, because it showed Chi learning more about the world, basically by herself. 
up and she grew from it. It's just not handled in the best way possible. Also, the plot twist of Chi pulling out the boxers at the end that say good job on them. Every time I watch that episode, that moment, I always crack up. I'm like, yeah. I need a pair of those. Yeah, it's not... It's just badly placed, I feel like. There should be more development because I think in an episode or two, we get the whole um, uh, show bits uh, kind of started that storyline in the series. And like, it's so just feels misplaced i know it's a filler episode just to cover until we get to the actual mean bones of the story but still it's just it it just doesn't fit, fit right for me where it is we need to do a drinking game for ev- ev- take a drink every time she says underpants oh great we'd be dead because i think there's like a five minute scene of her just walking around saying underpants yep and then she says hideki is a pervert at the end but overall <laughs> I, I can definitely agree. I, I'm happy that you at least seem to be somewhat enjoying the show, though. Yeah, I am. I think it's really interesting, the human computers. And I'm interested to see the whole, I guess, the storybook aspect where uh, she's talking about, like, I guess, I, I it, so far it's symboling towards, like, love and stuff. And it's kind of interesting to see where that's going to go. Yeah, but I, I I'm I think you'll enjoy more of it, and now I will need to watch something that you've been talking about, and I'm dangerously close to it. Okay. But anyways, my next set, uh, I, I guess, the next set of episodes, because it's a two-parter. Okay. Dragon Ball Super, episodes 73 and 74, Gohan's Misfortune, an unexpected great Saiyaman movie, and for the one he loves, the unbeatable great Saiyaman. Okay. I remember these episodes. It's the episode where Gohan is in the great Saiyaman movie and his co-star tries to get him to cheat on Videl. It's just, it's such a stupid episode. And I I don't know, Gohan feels kind of clumsy in this. And I understand, Gohan at times can be kind of clumsy, but at the same time, like, I don't know, an infidelity story in Dragon Ball just seems so stupid to me. The idea of a great Sandman movie, in my opinion, it, it's cheesy, but it does seem kind of cool. Well, heck, they could have made it even funnier if they did Hercule meets the great Sandman or something like that. But overall, it, it, I, I just I just don't enjoy the episode because I, besides the whole kissing, taking a photo of a thing, there's just not a whole lot to it. Yeah, it just doesn't feel right. I, I also, I'll sign. I'll agree with you on that. It's uh, just the way the saints are portrayed falling in love with strong women and and i mean literally it's like they may not be considered among the world's strongest but they i mean bulma chi chi and videl can probably beat up goku vegeta and uh uh gohan so it's kind of one of those that yeah it just doesn't really fit with how they've kind of themed out the relationships I thought about some other Dragon Ball Super episodes, but I'm just like, I don't know. Oh, like I said, this episode stands out to me because I hated it, but it also stands out to me because I don't remember that much about it. So I'm like, not only was it out of character or out of writing, I guess a way of saying it, it just wasn't an interesting episode. And if I remember correctly, this kind of takes place between the, what is it, Tournament 6 arc and the... um... Is it the Goku assassin arc? 
something like that. So it, it's it's kind of in an awkward place where it's got two pretty decent story arcs in smack dab between each, uh, where it's just thrown into fill. Yeah, but basically, but yep this this is your beast, guys. This is a, before. I guess that's was Gohan their way of saying, "Hey, sorry, Gohan. This these episodes sucked. We're giving you beast form," which apparently they they find they have actually legitimately confirmed it's. Anybody can get that transformation. It's just based on un- fully, fully unlocking your potential. So despite not training still, he still somehow unlocks his potential again. Well, he to be fair, the Grand Kai helped him when he did the with that transformation. But then again, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm just happy because one, it's in Z Universe now, and two, and two, when we went did our list of Dragon Ball Z of what, what our powers and stuff in Dragon Ball would be like. I said I unlocked potential, so I get beasts. So, your move. All right. But yeah, as I said, I'll co-sign on to those episodes. Uh, they're forgettable, and even the parts that you can remember are not great. <laughs> so. Ex- exactly. But what are your ne- what's your next thing? So, my next one is the scoop on Hero Class 1A, My Hero Academia, episode 64. This one opens, uh, I think it's season five, and in the course of an episode, a reporter shows up because he's wanting to do, he's wanting to figure out who's All Might's successor. He knows that that must be someone, and he thinks it's Class 1A based on his deductions, but the way, the fact that in an episode, he manages to deduce everything and knows exactly, uh, like, all of Deku's powers, abilities, all this stuff. It's really dissatisfying because it's like the, the whole idea of them trying to keep it secret at this time and only him, All Might, and Bakugo really are the only ones who know. And this guy figures it out in not even 12 hours with the class. So it's just disappointing. that It's like, I, I know he's supposed to be a like a specialized journalist who's able to investigate this sort of thing, but still, I mean, this is supposed to be a big secret and he figured it out in less than a day. So is does is his powers like deduction or something like that? No, is he can he a, is he a major character? does he become a major character? So no. he's just a he's just the one okay. Right. Oh no, yeah. that's not good. Yeah, his his power is uh, he can create cameras out of pretty much every part of his body, and they can be different types of cameras, and then they pretty much print out of his chest. Yeah. I, I, I need a My Hero video game where you play as him, because I want to see how he does in the fight. I, uh, he's not really a fighter. He's more, as I said, he's just a journalist. I was about to say, confidently, did I stutter? But I do have a stutter, so that wouldn't have gone well. But yeah, it's just disappointing that they made him be able to figure it out. I, I think it would have... I, I know it, it gives it a nice moment between him and Deku where he's like, I know your secret, but I'm going to keep it for you, To Now it, it, it doesn't fit in the story where it is now especially because they know the... Like, the world now knows the uh, villains are after Deku, but they don't know why. But he literally figured it out in 12 hours it's like you're a journalist you would have published this and told the world what the power is and all this stuff that you figured out 
so it's just it doesn't fit where the story went from where it was when that was created uh, yeah, and you said this starts off season five correct uh, it's either season five or season four i know it starts the season so it's a weird area yeah i get that especially since this is supposed to be the start of a new season people have been anticipating this and this is what you're starting it off with i, I it's it to me i have faced similar arcs like when shows get new season and, and the very first episode of the new season is a clip show oh summarizing the season and that makes it makes some sense because you're catching people up but it's like we've been waiting for a while and we already know this stuff what's the point I know it's it, there's a little bit of clip, but it's more of just a little bit of recap, and then it's kind of prepping for whatever the next little arc is. I can't remember which arc it starts with in this, but it's just as I said, it just doesn't feel right, especially where you know the story is now in the anime and heck in the manga, especially. Yeah, I I have definitely heard some stuff, but I can I can co-sign. It doesn't sound like a great way to start the season. Yeah. All right, your next episode. <laughs> oh boy, uh, this is the episode I've been hinting at for a while. Sonic X Season 1, Episode 10, Unfair Ball. Okay. All right, so but the, we don't talk about Sonic X that in-depth on this channel, so maybe I have to start from the beginning. So Sonic X takes place in our world. We see Sonic and everybody else in Green Hill Zone or whatever the Sonic world is, and they basically get transported to the human world. And they're living with somebody named Chris, and Eggman's there, and they're basically trying to do what they usually do, save the world and all that nonsense. So throughout Season 1, it's about Eggman getting the Chaos Emeralds, which I actually think is nice. I think it's nice that it's building up to him getting all of them. And then Sonic and friends having to save the day. It's it's nice pacing. But this episode is ridiculous. It starts off with Tails using one of the Chaos Emeralds to fly in his plane. And he picks up a signal that there's another Chaos Emerald in the baseball stadium that's in the town. Um, he meets up with the person and the Chaos Emeralds shoot up a light. And Eggman says, oh, that's a, it's a Chaos Emerald. We need to go get that. And... <laughs> so long story short they basically decide to play a game of baseball to decide who keeps both chaos emeralds i just automatically like while you were talking about this i just started thinking this is shaolin showdown yeah yeah basically and the thing is eggman's the one who says it eggman's the one who sends him a video saying hey guys let's meet up and play baseball for or and Knuckles at Knuckles out of everybody's like, wait, you guys realize if Eggman wins, he'll be he'll be getting the Chaos Hamilton that much more closer to our destruction. And everybody teams up on Knuckles and says, Oh, I guess you're chicken. And you gotta ruin everybody's fun, huh? And Knuckles just gets baited into playing when oddly enough he's the best player on the whole team. It's it's just a ridiculous <laughs> Don't get me wrong, it's a funny episode but it's so bad because it doesn't make any sense with what's been going on in all seriousness Eggman's a genius he's a threat yet for some reason he's like let's play baseball I have my team you have yours let's do this I mean it's not the first time this has happened or uh I guess it might have been but it's the it's not the last time we've seen a anime do a baseball episode because even Nart or uh, Dragon Ball Super did a baseball episode. Yeah, but that episode was fun. <laughs> that episode was kind of fun. 
But there are a couple of moments throughout the game because you know the rules of baseball. I assume you're smart enough to know that. But basically, the robots on Eggman's team have been cheating the whole time. And it it just leads to weird moments. Because do you remember Cream the rabbit? Or sorry, are you at least you at least know of her? Yeah, heard her uh, little chow, right? Yeah, cheese. Mm. Okay, so she steps up to bat, and as look, I we give four kids a lot of crap, but I have to commend them because they did a better version of this. Because she gets up to bat, the robot's about to pitch to her, and she says, "Mister Pitcher, can you like, can you throw the ball soft? Because I've never played before." And she says it all cutesy, and the robot basically just lets her walk in the English version. In the Japanese version, she confesses her love to the robot, and it's. <laughs> it's so bad. And Sonic and Friends win 36 to 35, which is a lot for a baseball game. And but Eggman steals the Chaos Emeralds and they fly off. And Chris's grandpa's like, well, we didn't win. we didn't get to keep the emeralds, but we all learned the lesson about teamwork. I'm like, you lost two Chaos Emeralds. This is not a time to be celebrating. It's a stupid episode, but I I I would I'd be lying if I said I didn't get somewhat of a kick out of watching it. As I said, I mean, this one feels like another one that would be perfectly placed as a filler episode either later in this season or uh, in one of the later seasons. As just a, here you go, uh, watch them play baseball instead of going after like the deep sea zone or something else to steal the Chaos Emerald. It just feels like that would be the case. Yeah, I will say Eggman's he- two main henchmen robots, they def- they seem like they're so done with this. Like, one of them's the umpire and straight up tells Tails, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I- I'm not going to call them out for cheating because I just don't care at this point. Like I said, bad episode, but I definitely recommend us watching or anybody watching it at some point. I may have to give it a shot. I know I can- I'll have to see where I can watch Sonic X. Apparently it's on YouTube. Oh, okay. Like completely free and everything. Hmm. I'll have to have a look then. All right. So my next one. Let, let's move on. <laughs> All right. So summer sea swimsuit festival bleach episode two two eight. Oh Jesus. So there's already uh, kind of over sexualized characters in uh, Rangiku Yorichi and all that. Well, now there's a beach episode and. So they're and they do all the stereotypical things. And Bleach is really not a show that necessarily needed a beach episode. It's not like they're uh how to put it. It's not well, there's been a lot of fan service, but it's not necessarily been the focus or it doesn't need a beach episode, is kind of my mindset. But then they also throw in, if I remember correctly, it's been a long time since I've seen this episode, they throw in uh, like a squid hollow that shows up and uh, grabs different members of the, because uh, from what it, pretty much the story is that the uh, Gote 13 Women's Association is throwing this. So it's all like the women officers, so all the ca- female captains, all the uh, female uh, lieutenants and then a handful of the uh, male members of the Gote 13 and then Ichigo go up to the beach and they do have that stereotypical uh, where some of the girls don't want to get 
I don't want to be in bathing suits, but get forced into it and all that. And it's like, yeah, this is always done. It doesn't fit here as a, this is supposed to be kind of a military organization and they're, this is, this is not looking good. And then, as I mentioned, it's a squid hollow. So they kind of take that tentacle picking up women and stuff. And it's just, it doesn't, feel right for bleach it just this doesn't is a tv 14 anime correct yeah it was on adult swim i don't know how much that help i don't know how much that helps but okay well i mean that's where i remember seeing the episode because i was just watching them as they premiered on uh, adult swim back in the day so that was and i know this episode came on it's just i don't know it, it's disappointing that a show that didn't need a uh, beach episode got a beach episode. It just doesn't feel the right feeling of this show like this. Yeah, I I can I can kind of agree with that. But is there like a purpose? Is it like a do people get closer? Do they bond? Are there new strategies? Or oh, it's a it's a one off episode. I think it cuts. It's one of the fillers. I think in the Iran car arc. I could be wrong on the timing, but I'm pretty sure it's Iran car arc. So it's just kind of a disappointing throw in episode because bleach unfortunately did that a lot where it would have its filler arcs but they would also have filler episodes that just cut randomly in the middle of seasons because i know they did um like arabian nights when they were in waco mundo oh and... please tell me it was an aladdin crossover <laughs> i wish that might have made that episode halfway decent i sh i may talk about that on our next one i'll have to look it up though I'm just telling you, Renji versus Iago is the fight that none of us are ready for. Yeah, that would be kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, but overall, I, I can I can co-sign. It doesn't sound like a fun time for anybody. Yeah, it's just a little disappointing, especially as I said, I think if I remember correctly, it's thrown in in a really bad spot. Oh, goodness. All right, your next one. All right. We should both be able to talk about this one. Yu-Gi-Oh! Season 2, Episode 31. Lights, Camera, Duel. Okay, so this one was actually one of the ones I moved to. Uh, my one for the next episode, or well, for Part 3. Well, feel free to delete it. Okay, so I just watched rewatched this episode today, and it's it's a bad episode. It's basically my gets challenged by Jean-Claude Magnum. That's his name, correct? I, I know it's something like that. It's, it's... not Jean-Claude Van Damme because that, that's like a... That's, Real that's person. A, yeah, but Jean-Claude Magnum, and he's basically saying, if I win, you have to marry me. It's very similar to Jaden versus what the tennis guy from GX. So it's like whoever wins gets to be Alexis's fiance. But at least this time, Mai gets to duel for herself. But it's just a bad episode. The duel itself is not that interesting. They make Mai feel more like a prize than anything. And while it's cool, she stood up for herself. It's just, uh, it's it's also right before the Battle City final. So, like, mm -hmm. it, it's not helpful for anybody. Well, and it also follows, like, one of the greatest duels in uh, the entire series with... Uh... Yugi versus mind controlled Joey. Yeah. So, I mean, it's coming off of a, probably one of the most emotional duels that you have in the entire series. Yeah. And it either is, it also, I think, is right before Bakora versus Bones and him sending them all to the Shadow Realm or something like that. 
mm-hmm. don't know. It was a weird way to break up the break up the duels. I will say this this episode does have a couple of bright spots though. If I remember correctly, does he enter on like a kite or something or a glider? But it's like a kite. Well, some he hires somebody on on a gl- on a kite, but he crashes through the wall with his limo. Okay. But I wasn't even going to say that. I was just going to say my explains to Joey why she helped him out in Duelist Kingdom when she's when he lost his prize money card thanks to Man Keith. She basically says, "You were so pathetic, but." What you want to do for your sister, I thought was kind of sweet. So it reaffirms that. I love the interactions between Serenity and Mai because Serenity's like, don't you guys think Mai's so cool? She's so tough. And Mai doesn't really know how to process it. it but I, I, don't, I don't know. Watching, there are some little moments that I think are cool, but it's weird, especially the Japanese version. The Because I watched it the, the Japanese version the other day. It takes things in a kind of a little bit of a different direction. Okay. Well, in the English version, Joe when when John Claude snaps at Joey and base he says, "Has you're just you're basically distracting me and you're helping my win." And Joey gets mad and says, "If you, we know Joey. He's a nice guy, but he will stand up and basically fight for for his friends. He's just like, if you don't back off, I'll show you some kung fu moves." And everybody kind of looks at Joey like, "What?" what do you? I'm like, "Guys, that's in character." But in the Japanese version, apparently he said as to Joey, well, oh, well, oh, you should, you should back off. Mai wouldn't want to be with somebody like you. And Joey said as, yeah, yeah, that doesn't matter. I'm happy. He said, he basically affirms that at some point, he's like, I could be with Mai if I, if I wanted to, and if she wanted to, and that's when everybody turns and he's like, I mean, um, whatever, which is weird because <laughs> of the age difference, but you understand what I mean. Yeah, I, I, from my understanding, it's not as big a deal in Japan, but for us, yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, but like I, a couple of bright spots, but it's just, it's not a good episode. It's not a good episode. No, as I said, I was considering putting that one on my list. It was, uh, I moved it to my uh, part three, if we ever get around to that part three of this. So We might have to at some point, <laughs> but what's your next episode? So... This one is just kind of a little disappointing. Um, it's I- Itoki, the ninja from Shinobi no Itoki, which came out last season. It's the final episode of the series. So pretty much he's... Uh, first he's tricked his own clan into thinking that he was going to surrender um, when he was just trying to manipulate the enemy clan. He's um, He goes into assault the enemy clan by himself to prevent the rest of his um the rest of his clan from being uh pretty much marked for execution for attacking another clan they get all this evidence and it's just the the big bad is supposed to be this frail guy who was born into a ninja clan as the eldest son and then but was passed over for his little brother because his little brother was healthy and he wasn't so he kind of wants revenge against all the clans just to destroy the way of ninja. Um, it's like he's already defeated, kind of. It's just he doesn't want to continue. And then uh, the uncle of Itoki kills him and has to go on the run because he got caught killing the guy in person. So it's just, for the ending, it doesn't feel right. You've kind of wanted them all to succeed as a group and then 
and while the uncle sacrifices himself and goes on the run to uh, allow everybody else to be free it's just it's not a satisfying conclusion to the story yeah i can definitely understand and that it always kind of sucks in that regard when you think oh this person's meant for more or this person's gonna make it out of this and you're just like oh no that um eat like i it's like i said with the dragon ball super movie with gamma even if it made sense for this character to die i'm still like i don't know i wanted more yeah and as i said because the uncle kills the bad guy you don't get to see him get arrested and you like they jump like the end of the series jumps like 10 years into the future and it's just disappointing because again the uncle's still on the run the uh, uh the enemy clan's now kind of rebuilt under new leadership but it's still one of those things that you feel like they they should have like the rest of the they should have shown the clan learning that uh their old leader was killed by uh, his own brother because his, they didn't agree on how to run the world pretty much and so yeah. it's just disappointing yeah i want to give this show a chance and maybe i will someday but uh yeah i i think i think i can agree with that i can i guess i can co-sign i mean overall i enjoyed this series it's just the the ending is just a little disappointing for me yeah i can i can understand that all right so it's honorable mentions time yeah like i said i have four technically i have i can do four all right i'm gonna get the worst one honestly this should have been this is number one like this is the worst episode on my list okay pokemon episode 18 beauty and the beach is this the uh one i'm thinking of that uh yeah. is a band episode yeah yeah okay now a lot of people hate this episode because it's the episode where james has fake breasts and everything that's honestly when you watch it that's the least that's the least offensive part of the whole episode basically there are just a lot of pervy moments throughout it like an old man being into misty he, they have a bikini contest to raise money for whatever the heck is for the old man and Misty gets pressured into doing it when she's clearly not okay with it. it and in the Japanese version, in the English version, apparently they don't say anything too bad. But in the Japanese version, Team Rocket basically say, why would anybody be interested in you? You're not developed. Which I'm like, well, she's like 10 or 11. So I don't know. It comes off as a really mean-spirited episode. And like, I, I don't know. It just, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like Pokemon to me. I know we joke, especially with the Alola gang, that everybody feels a little too nice to each other, but this this felt especially cruel, and it's it, it's a wonder why it, it why it's banned because it's 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 a horrible episode. Yeah, I mean, as you said, it's not. E I've only seen this episode I think once, and that was years ago when it was kind of unbanned or kind of at an awkward spot where you could still find it easily. Um. But it's, yeah, I can agree. It's one of those episodes that everybody's heard of and it's banned for the James and the uh, having the inflatable breasts and all that. But yeah, there's just other parts that aren't great now. So weren't great then either. But Yeah, I put it on the honorable mentions list because I just didn't want to talk about that long. And that's usually what honorable mentions are for. 
for the most yeah. part. Although sometimes I notice we do have really long honorable mentions. Yeah, but it, it, it's the list is whatever I say is the worst on my list is the worst on my list. That was it. But everything else is bad. But like everything else is bad. But still, I've got one I'm saving specifically for my final one because of how bad the episode actually is. Same here. So uh, I'll go with uh, my the one I have for Pokemon, uh, which is Bout with a Sprout. This is episode 130 in the Johto. Uh, well, episode 130 total, but it's in uh, one of the Johto series. Okay, I don't think I know this one. So this is the one with Sprout Tower. Ash and Misty and Brock have reached um, Violet City, and um, they run into some kids and are convinced to go to the school to uh, kind of show off their Pokemon and be guest instructors for a day. Okay. Well, um, one of the kids... Zachary develops, uh, really wants Pikachu to the point where he tries to kidnap Pikachu. Oh, God, not one of these episodes. Yeah, and um, pretty much demands that Ash uh, give him Pikachu. When Ash refuses, the kid steals a Pokeball from Ash and goes after Pikachu. Um, They end up, uh, he throws the Pokeball thinking he's going to catch Pikachu, catches a Bellsprout. And this kid, uh, you, that's the thing people, uh, again, I I know every person wants their own Pokemon and has a specific one that they probably would really want, but this kid is like four or five, and now he has a Bellsprout because he caught it. And the Bellsprout actually wants to be his Pokemon, and yet he keeps rejecting the Bell- Bellsprout because he just, all he wants is Pikachu. He's like, give me Pikachu, I want Pikachu. Attempts to kidnap, attempts to capture, and from what I remember, he also gets annoyed when he catches the Bellsprout because it's not the Pokemon he wants, and it's just annoying. Yeah, I, 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 it makes it makes you feel bad for the Bellsprout in question, but at the same time, you're also like, why do you want to be this kid's this kid's Pokemon? It's I, I, I don't know. It's I, I'm remembering this episode more and more. And it makes me sad because I feel like Johto had a lot of bad filler episodes. Some of them were so bad they're good, but this one in particular, if I remember, was just bad. bad. Uh, this is this is one of the episodes that if I go back and watch the series, I skip over when I because I always read the description before I watch. Now, uh, yeah, I, I I I don't I don't completely blame you. But yeah, it's just an annoying kind of one-off character that's too much of the focus of an episode unfortunately all right and i can co-sign it it now that i remember it i'm upset that i remember it exactly anyways my next one go right ahead all right love is blind episode six of buddy daddies okay what what's wrong i don't recognize the name of the series all right maybe i all right now i really have to start from the beginning okay (laughs) So Buddy Daddies is about two assassins named Kazuki and Ray, and they end up taking in a four-year-old child named Miri. Okay. So at this point, they're all basically used to each other. They're all settled in. And, and they learn that Miri had a fight at daycare. The teacher says, hey, um, I don't mean to trouble you guys, but I think Miri got in a fight with one of her friends at school. Oh, so Kazuki he tells Miri, hey, um, did you get in a fight at school? I- I'll take your side. Like, just be honest and tell me the truth. 
tooth, but he keeps pressuring her about it. About it to the point where she ends up saying, I hate you, Papa, and he's dejected basically the whole episode. And the next day, they do some field trip where they go to the zoo, and Kazuki and Ray just start stalking her the whole episode just to be sure she's safe, even though the field trip specifically said, don't bring any parents with you. This is just teachers and students. Meanwhile, they get the kids get lost in the same episode. She's dealing with this kid who's kind of a bully, and I don't know. It feels, it really dives into the overprotective parent trope, and also just the the, oh, my kid says they hate me, so now I have to do everything in my power to make sure they like me. And I under, the, me the message of the episode, obviously, if your kid tells you something, listen to them, because your kid could be telling you the truth. At the same time, though, I don't know, I found everybody, the characters, a bit more annoying than usual. Well, there are a couple of hilarious jokes, but overall, it just it's, it, well, it's probably my least favorite episode of what is an otherwise great series so far. Okay, yeah. It also seems a little... Again, I keep talk, bringing up placement of episodes, but for, like, an episode four to be to be that connected as if they're taking in this kid, it just doesn't feel necessarily like that That disagreement feels at the right place. I, Maybe it is, It's but... It, it, here's the thing. It might be, but at this, I don't even know. Oh, I, and I know a lot of people like this episode, and I kind of don't get why, because... The, the funny episodes, like the cheesy funny episodes, are usually really good, while the darker episodes are also really good. But this one, just it just didn't sit well for me. It's not a horrible episode, and think about that. If I say a, the worst episode of something is a not very good episode, that says something about the rest of the series. But over, like, it just it didn't sit well for me for some reason. I can understand that. Uh, and again, you brought up the tropes of, like, the uh, apparent goat having their kid tell them that they don't like them or something and or not liking something and then they overreact the other in one direction so i that's done a lot so yeah. i can kind of understand that might be a good one for a trope video yeah it's and it's weird because they've done it in that show before and i find it funny but just just not this time of course everything works out in the end but that's it overall i think you would really like ray he's kind of similar to you in the set because there's one episode where katsuki tells ray hey dude we're running out of money if we run out of money, we can't buy video games or beer anymore. And Ray immediately turns like, what did you say? We have to fix this. Oh my god. Video games and beer money. No! And then they say, oh, by the way, if we don't do that, we can't, we don't have money, we can't buy pudding either. And Miri's like, no! And they're like, really? We need other stuff to live besides video games, beer, and put whatever. But it, it's not a great episode, but it's, I'm still enjoying the series so far. I'm le it's legitimately a show I'm watching every single week. What's the name of it again? Buddy Daddies. Buddy Daddies. Okay, I'll have to have a look at that and see. I, I hadn't even heard of it, so that's why. I... We're 11 episodes in. I think nine episodes have been dubbed, and I know dub is easier for you. Yeah, it's just so I can work on everything else I have to do. No, but like I said, not a, probably the worst episode for me so far, but like I said, when an epi if it's still okay to me, or not that bad, the rest of the series must be really good. Okay, yeah, it sounds like it, so I'll have to, as I said, I'll have to look that one up and give it a shot, probably, get, probably sure. after I finish show bits. Sure, why not? <laughs> Alright, so my next one? Go for it. So this one's a long one. So 
Is it the Gintama uh, episode? No, but it's, uh, I mean, so the name of the episode is uh, Mind If I Go Easy On You. The name of the show is Trapped in a Dating Sim, A World of Atomi Games is Tough for Mobs. God damn it, why are there so many isekai that you're watching? I finished this one a while ago. Oh, okay, that helps. Um, Wait, yeah, did, so, I'm sorry, this, but you said something about something being hard for mobs? For mobs, like a video game. It's a, uh, Atomi Games uh, is Tough for Mobs, is the name of the didn't you at one point say you didn't want to give this show a chance, or am I thinking of something else? It might, I might have, I don't remember, but... Uh, anyways, <laughs> go go ahead. But this one, a lot of this series is a heavy power fantasy where um, the main character is overpowered, like normal, but um, this one, so the way the world is developed isn't great in this series, because he finds this ancient armor that's from an advanced civilization um, and the armor is very outdated in style. It's like three times the size of everybody else's. And by armor, I mean like a giant mech suit. Um, and so he's challenging like the crown prince and his four friends to a battle. And this entire episode is just him kicking their butt. And they're all supposed to have like the state of the art, and none of them can do anything, pretty much. And it's just, it's just one of those episodes where they uh, up the power fantasy so much. It's like, couldn't one of them have at least been able to do something? They, I mean, they're gonna. I know in part of it, they're gonna sabotage his armor and all that. It's just, it's not a good episode, unfortunately, and I. I don't know. I like the power fantasies sometimes, but this just fills over the top with the fact that, again, they all, uh, these three, four or five guys all have the same or have really nice uh, mobile suits. And like mobile suits and the fan. Okay. Yeah. I I don't have a reaction to any of that, but I guess I have to co-sign. The show doesn't really seem like it's for me. I want you to. Maybe you could find one isekai that I would actually like, but oddly enough, with our talk of isekai, I think I'm more into giving Konosuba more of a chance than you are, oddly enough. I might have one that I think might work well for you. Um, I've talked about it, I think, before. It's um, I'll, I'll find the name of it and give it to you, because uh, it's not a big like magic power fighting that style it's got more other uh more of a almost slice of life i'll i'll find it and give you the name yeah but i guess i can co-sign on to your thing so i have two honorable mentions left yeah and i can too all right so my next one go right ahead naruto episode 158 follow my lead the great survival challenge okay all right, so this is a filler episode, and it's an honorable mention because it makes everybody except Naruto look good. Okay. Okay, so Tsunade gives most of the Genin a mission. Hey, a lot of the academy students are still basically learning the ropes, so we want you guys to have a survival exercise, a survival challenge with them where you, like, lead them to the end point. 
Naruto basically says, no, I'm still looking for Sasuke, which it seems weird how this kid's able to get away with saying no this many times to the Hokage, but whatever. But she basically said as, oh, somebody who could become Hokage wouldn't turn down on something like this, especially since you're supposed to, they're supposed to look up to you and everything. Of course, he says yes, and predictably, he hits Konohamaru's squad. And oddly enough, they have no faith in him from the get-go. They're immediately like, oh, yeah, we're with you. This isn't going to go well, is it? Which is, that's actually out of character, because they're like big on calling him Big Brother Naruto and all that. Yeah, but like, and it, 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 you see their fears are kind of justified because they keep getting lost. They keep getting lost. Naruto oh, isn't properly prepared. Like he, br- like he brings food and snacks with them that you can't complete, that you couldn't consume if you were stuck in the forest or whatever. Look, they get lost and trapped in a cave thanks to the storm. Or they make it out because I- Iruka and Shikamaru end up saving them. And in the end, and when they all kind of learn to work well together, Konohamaru's squad basically says, yeah, it was all Naruto's fault. They tell Tsunada that, and she chases him to end the episode. I only vaguely remember these episodes, because like, it's been a long time since I watched the end of Naruto fillers, so I know I've seen some of them, but I do remember this episode vaguely. Yeah. The one upside is all the other getting are doing a good job. Like Neji's being smart about it. Choji's telling them what proper plant plants and stuff that grows out that you would be able to eat. The kids are very nice to Hinata what she's going through. But my favorite is when Rock when Rockley's like, "All right, we should take a break. We should take a break now." And all the kids say at the same time, "Yes, sir, Lee Sensei." And he's like, "What did you say?" "Yes, sir, Lee Sensei." And he's so proud, they end up running off towards the goal. It's it's funny, but at the same time, it's also kind of sweet. Like, Lee is that like Lee is that good of a leader, and they look up to him, and he shows them respect. It's cool in that regard, but it's still not a good episode. Well, of course, because it's probably, what, just flashes of everybody else, and Naruto's uh, team is the main focus? Yeah. That's, yeah. Unfortunately, that's... A lot of the filler is when other people might have a good chance to shine, they just don't, unfortunately. Yeah, when you think about it, 1010 might be undefeated in filler. Unless you count the, um, oh god, the uh, Dreams of the World arc or whatever it's called. I don't. I don't. Well, she lost to the Eye of the World or Eye on the Moon plan, so. (laughs) No, no. But like I said, it has its ups and downs. It's it's a bad episode, though. It Just because it has a couple moments, it's still bad. Yeah, so I guess I can do this one as a combination. Um, and I'll go, and it's Naruto as well. It's episodes 41 and 42 of Naruto. It's the, it's pretty much the uh, Ino Sakura fight. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> The fact that I, when I looked this up, I forgot that this had two different parts, or two episodes that it took place over. Sadly, I remembered. So, it's just, that fight is so disappointing. And the fact that it's like, thinking back on it, it's like, Sucker has next to no skills other than extreme chakra control at this point. At least Eno has a secondary, or a main jutsu that's her main focus. Sakura doesn't even have her super strength yet. She doesn't have her healing. There's just no reason for Sakura to 
uh, have tied. It should have, you know, should have been able to win this fight, you know, hands down at this point. Yeah, and the fact that's two episodes just makes it. I understand what they were trying to do. It, I, I don't know. The whole them holding back in the beginning thing was kind of weird. Weird, and there, it's just a long, interrupted, uninterrupted flashback. It, it just, it didn't. It, it wasn't. It wasn't well paced. It just wasn't. It wasn't what either girl needed. The highlight of the episode is when the uh, Proctor, I forgot what his name is, he, the guy you we talked about who does the sword fight and all that. Oh, Hayate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's the highlight of this episode when he goes, you both suck. Both of you are disqualified. Yeah, I'm telling you, ooh, he's, the, he's the hero we deserve. He's the hero we need, but not the hero we deserve. Exactly. Unfortunately, he died like five episodes later. You don't have to remind me about that. That made it made me very upset. That sh- that would be an interesting one. He had a son somewhere, and we get to follow his son in battle. Uh, that would be cool to me. Uh, so you're the last honorable mention. Alrighty, it's technically one episode, but in my opinion, uh, I'll explain. Shoot, I do I. Don't know what episode number it is, but I do know. I don't know what episode it is, but I do still have the name of it. Okay. <sighs> I I almost I almost don't even wa- I almost don't even want to say it because it's black because it's Black Clover and it's a Gordon centered episode. So you think I'd be super happy about it, <sighs> but alas, I'm 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 not. Okay. Here, here, here we go. Black Clover, Earth, Charmy's Century of Hunger, and Gordon's Millennium of Loneliness. Well, it just sounds depressing. Okay, it's episode 137. Charmy's Century of Hunger and Gordon's Millennium of Loneliness. Okay, so basically while they're all training to go up against the Spade King Kingdom, everybody's training to get better, including Charmy. Charmy's making a bunch of foods and everybody eats them. And you know the thing with Charmy. When you eat her food, your magic gets stronger. But mm-hmm. for some reason, she's very upset about it. She's like, no, this isn't enough. I can get stronger, despite the fact that it seems to be working well. And she meets up with this chef who, teach, who teaches and trains her everything. And then when they get back and she's perfected her new cooking skills, the food turns out to be basically demon food and it saps people's mana somehow okay basically they use a lot of different magic foods and it's revealed that oh charmy i feel like your food wasn't as good because you were cooking it to get stronger when you usually cook to make people happy and i'm like wait but the point of her doing this was to get stronger it sends a confusing message and it, it does get kind of funny because the chef shows up at the hideout and Yami keeps asking, seriously, who the hell are you and why are you here? But not to mention, the pacing doesn't work for me because every other Black Bull got their own centric filler episode, except for Charmy and except for Gordon. Because the next part is Gordon realizing he's not that strong. He gets beaten by Asa in a fight really, really easily. So he goes off on his own into the forest to trade and he ends up getting attacked by these giant wolves and he basically realizes his poison does no damage to them um and 
part of his thing is that he realizes at the end that he attacked them because they startled him for a second. But he later realizes that, like, he gives them a hug and says, I'm sorry, I startled you, and that's why you attacked me. That's my bet. It's a weird, confusing message. I admittedly, I like that Gordon's like, I can't solve every single problem just through fighting. Sometimes it's just a case of you have to settle things a different way, despite the fact that hasn't really played out so far yet. And he leaves a note saying, guys, don't come looking for me. I'm going on basically my own journey. And they basically, and they find the note and say, oh, we have to go. Let's get going. Only to turn out it was a coupon for a 90% off at a restaurant. And they, they basically... They basically all just leave each other. It's not a. It's a frustrating episode. Yeah, I see the look on so your they, face. So they just pretty much. Uh, they don't care that Gordon Lee is leaving on a journey. They're more like, oh, a coupon. Let's go to the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Basically, in the end, I don't even think they saw his note. But at the same time, I'd like to think somebody would be thinking, "Hey, man, um, aren't we missing some? Is where's Gordon? Should I? Can I? I'll go knock on his door. If, well, no, nobody. Okay." I mean, that feels like something Asta would do. He would go, at least, I mean, in my mindset, he would point out that, hey, we're missing someone. Yeah, uh, it just doesn't sit well for me. That being said, if I'm being completely honest, if I got a coupon that said 90% off of BOGO or something like that, if anything, I would call you guys and be like, get your asses over here now. Or if if you don't show up, we are leaving without you. But I am at least letting you know. Yeah, that... Yeah, I can understand that, but yeah, I just I mean, if it, maybe if it had played off like where because I am assuming that he has at least one fight against the Spade Kingdom, Gordon. Uh, yeah, that's why it's an honorable mention because apparently he does something re- he does something really cool cool during the whole art. Heck, I heard Magna is probably the MVP of that art, but like, I, but it's. I don't know. It doesn't sit well for me, especially since I, like I said, I don't like when characters are forgotten about and it's a running joke. It just, it doesn't sit well for me. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. But if it, if it happens to pay off where he has a fight that he realizes he can't win and is able to talk his way out of it, or at least not, maybe not, just be able to befriend them or uh, end the fight a different way rather than fighting, then maybe it'll pay off a bit better, but yeah, like a no. game of baseball, like Sonic. <laughs> yeah, which reminds me, which reminds me, you, Eisen, Madara, Eisen, Madara, and Frieza, they challenged the two of us to a game of hopscotch for the fate of the universe. So we got to get on that. Oh, great. My balance is really not. <laughs> yeah, uh, but but I, but I they said we could recruit anybody we wanted. I recruited Yusuke from Persona. So hopefully it works. <laughs> the plan's doomed. Yeah, yep, yep. All right, so my last honorable mention. Go for it. So, A New Roar, Rising of the Shield Hero, episode 26. So this is this first episode of season two. Oh, goody. And it's... We're revealed to the next big threat to the world is uh, a being they're calling the Spirit Tortoise, which is just this giant tortoise that uh, walks (laughs) around and... and, uh, uses its own summons to steal people's souls, which are pretty much like bats with turtle shells, uh, other just monsters, but everything has a turtle shell attached to it. Well, of course. What else would you do? But 
you, you kind of end the uh, first, the last part or the first season with thinking that the all the heroes are now going to be a bit more uh, able to work together and just the fact that as soon as they find out that this threat's there, uh, the spear, the sword, and the bow hero all run off to do it themselves without backup and uh, on their way, and then the shield hero and his party are on their way and find and get word that all three of the other heroes have pretty much been killed. It's just like, really? And unfortunately, season two was not good. We, people were kind of hoping it would bounce back, but it, it did, unfortunately. Is there a third season coming? Uh, I know there's material for it. I don't know if season two did well enough to warrant season three. It, oh, it'll be a while. I mean, it took them like a year and a half to just announce season two. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, uh, I'm going to be honest. I've kind of been wanting to give this show a chance, but it seems kind of asinine. And you know something, and you know something's bad when even I think this is too weird even for me. Yeah, I mean, see, season one, I really liked the first half and parts of the second half are really good. It's just there's little bits here and there in, in the second half that are a little annoying and you have to get through that first episode, which is the very controversial one uh, for S.H.I.E.L.D. Hero. Um, Wait, S.H.I.E.L.D. Hero? Yeah. That's okay, I'm... oh, no, never mind. No, no, okay, yeah. I Sorry, sorry, that's my bad. I'm so what... for Oh, what show did you think I was talking I about? I thought you meant that time I got reincarnated as a slime for a second. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, Sorry, like that's the that show series. that seems... That's the show I'm like, oh, wow, that show actually seems like... I mean, you said Rising of the Shield Hero, like, that first episode seems like it, turn, it would turn me off. Like, mm, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I can understand that. And then, I mean, at least there's some development and it works out for the, the first season, but this just doesn't feel right. There's not any of the growth that we thought we saw in season one isn't there. It's just kind of a disappointing start to season two. And as I said, season two is a great of rising of the shield hero. Yeah. But I guess I can co-sign on to that. So last, last ones. Yep. What's the, fr what's the franchise of your last episode? Uh, Sword art online. Allotization is uh, so it's season three. Okay, good. We don't share the same one because it's another Pokemon one, but this might be my least favorite Pokemon episode that's not horrifically offensive. Okay. Pokemon Season 15, so black and white. Episode 1, Enter Elisa, Electrifying Gym Leader. Okay. You just got done with black and white, didn't you? Yeah, I'm just trying to remember which this episode is. Okay, all right. Uh, you you'll. I feel bad because I'm usually out of out of our history. I'm usually the one who's who's been defending black and white. I'm the one saying, you know, guys, it's not that bad. There's some stuff about that doesn't really work. But overall, I I think it it, it has its it has its moments. But oh dear God, I I can't defend this episode in any stretch of the imagination. It's the first episode of Rival Destinies, and it's just, okay. So. So the gang gets to Elisa's gym, him, and they meet up with their friend Bianca. And Ash basically says, I'm going to challenge Elisa. Well, and Bianca says, well, actually, I had an appointment, so I get to challenge. So I actually get to challenge first. 
only for Bianca's dad to show up and say, I'm here to take you home. Home, yeah, and I see the look on your face. This It's slowly coming back to you. It is. Meanwhile, now I'm here to take you home because you're not mature enough or old enough to do a Pokemon journey, despite the fact she probably has two or three badges that say otherwise, but whatever. Meanwhile, at... <sighs> He basically makes a bet with Bianca. He tells Bianca, if you beat Elsa and get your badge, I'll go home. But if you don't, you have to come home. And Bianca loses, like, really easily. Like, so Iris keeps nudging Ash and saying, hey, Ash, do something about this. I'm like, why don't you do something? Don't get Ash to do it. But they all have lunch, and Silent even says, Ash, you should do something. I'm like, why is Ash the person who has to do something? I don't know. This is where things get frustrating because at, because they tell him, hey, at, hey, uh, Bianca's dad. No, seriously, his name is Bianca's dad. I don't think he actually has a name. Hey, they tell him, hey, Bianca's been our friend and you should let her keep traveling. Hey, and Bianca's dad says, okay, Ash, if you beat me in the battle, I'll let, Bian- I'll let Bianca keep traveling. But if you lose to me, you have to go back to Pallet Town. I'm like, okay, up yours, dude. What sense does this make? Hey. Hey, even ignoring the other asinine idea of, oh, if I, of a, a grown man telling Ash to go home and making him stay there, let's think about this. If Ash wins, how does that prove Bianca is ready to keep going on her journey? What, Richard, what sense does that make? Yeah, this, once you started describing what was going on this episode, I do remember it. It's, I, I, I can 100% agree with this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the crazy thing is, you could even, Flip it. Have Bianca be like, hey, dad, if I beat you, you then I get to keep traveling. That would at least have made a little more sense. And it turns out her dad's an experienced battler because he ha- they call him the Red Magman. He has this suit underneath. He, he, and, he had, and at least the thing is, Ash ends up winning and saving Bianca. Except he doesn't. Ash loses to Bianca's dad. It's so per the agreement, Ash has to go home. But... Bruce, but of course he sees the error of his ways. He's like, no, I'll let Bianca keep traveling. Why? And at the end of the episode, Bianca says thank you to her dad, but she doesn't say thank you to Ash for, like, trying to help her or anything. It's... Nobody in this episode looks good, and especially Elisa, because if Ash loses to this guy, but then he beats Elisa in, once again, a not very good battle, that makes her look worse. That makes... Nobody in this episode who's supposed to look good looks good. It's it's a bad... It's a bad episode. It's one of the worst episodes ever. I, I can agree to that. It feels like it should have been... If they were going to do this, they do the bet. Bianca beats... Uh, what was her name? The gym leader? Elisa. Elisa. And the, but the dad still says, you need to come home. You're still not ready to do this. And make it more of an overprotective parent that's uh even when they're proven wrong uh doesn't and then have ash not necessarily beat him in a battle but tell talk about one of the times that they've worked together to stop something from happening or doing something and uh, eventually like and making him see that oh she's not my five-year-old little girl she's my 13 or 14 because i think she's supposed to be a little older I don't know. Not to mention, while he's lo- while she, while Bianca is losing to Elsa, he has this smug smile on his face, like "Ha, I'm being proven right." Whereas if I was in that situation and I felt the same way, 
I would want my daughter to prove me wrong and be like, oh, I was wrong, sweetie. I'm so sorry. Go like, go on your journey, but uh, please be careful. That sort of thing. But it seems more like he's enjoying this. Not to mention at the end when when Ash loses, is Iris is like, just bluntly says, so does this mean Ash has to go back to Pallet Town? I'm like, Iris, you are not helping right now. Yeah, I mean, it might be fine. We might get Galler that way if he had actually listened and gone home. <sighs> Yeah, and based on what I hear about Paldea, we're not getting that in the next series either. But I don't know. It's not a good episode, especially because he's voiced by... I, in the English stuff, he's voiced by the same person who does Yusei's voice in Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds. So it makes me think Yusei would be a bad dad, and I don't think he would be because Yusei's awesome. All right. It's it's a horrible. All right, let's, 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 let's finish this out. All right, so my final one is another one that's really not a, a great episode. I don't know what the what it is with the creator of Sword Art and his kind of obsession with this, because I talked about an, a similar episode in our first episode of this. Oh, God, no. Just... So this is uh, Sword Art Online Alitization Episode 10. It's 59 of the full series, Taboo Index. So oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. So um pretty much um Kirio and his friend have entered a uh the I forgot what the name of the academy is, but it's pretty much like Magic Knight Academy for the world they're in. Um I guess it's Integrity Knight. Or which is just they enforce all the different rules of the world, but um they get pages uh, who are two younger students. Both of them happen to be female. Oh, well, no. Kirito and his friend piss off um, these nobles who decide to kidnap their pages. And uh, once they get there, uh, based on the rules of the world, the nobility can order them to just kind of stand there and not do anything, and they have to obey. And they're going to, they pretty much order the, um, the friend, I forgot his name, to stand there and watch as they're going to rape their pages. Yeah, I don't know what it is with this creator. Um, luckily, uh, the friend is able to break the uh, seal that pretty much forces him to follow the rules of the world and kills both of, well, he cuts off the arm of one of the guys and freaks the other one out, uh, saving the pages, but it's this is the second story arc that has a major almost rape rape scene in it that in this series which is kind of a turnoff i kind of don't want to watch any more of this series just because it keeps happening i'm afraid that it's going to happen again yeah you, you start to understand why the misty being objectified episode oh was an honorable because i just didn't want to talk about it for longer than i had to but yeah i could I've never seen the episode. I don't want to watch the episode. I I, I co-sign because now I, now I just feel sad. Yeah, and it's not even that that's it's that important. I mean, they could have literally changed it to that they attack the pages, beat them up, and then they uh go and then Kirito and his friend go for revenge, and that's where they cut off one of their arms, break the rules, and we would have gotten to the same point where they end up in the next episode having to get taken by integrity knights for breaking the rules literally right there it's the it's 
the ends up in the same place and you don't have to deal with this not good topic. Can I make it somewhat, can I make, try and make it a little better? Go ahead. They, they say, we're going to make you stand there and do nothing and keep your eyes open. And then they just put on one of our videos. No, oh, so just flat out torture then. Exactly. Exactly. It would have been much funnier, especially because it would have been like, wait, <laughs> this episode came out years ago and these guys didn't start this until the timing doesn't really work. But I, I'm, try, I'm trying to end the episode on a somewhat lighthearted note because she could, good, good, Jiminy Christmas, that's bad. Yeah, it's, as I said, I don't know why this creator has done this twice now for his series. The end of season one, part two, and halfway point in season three or four. It's just, why? I mean, this, there's no reason for this. As I said, I, in five seconds, I created another version where it's just that they're going to attack the pages and they get told to do the same thing and are supposed to watch that. It's like, then they're defending them still, but it's not perverted and gross. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, I guess I co-sign, but once again, now I'm just sad. Yeah. Well, as I said, these are the worst episodes, so... Yeah. And some of my, and a lot of mine were some of the worst episodes. And, but the thing with mine is, is I feel like I had a lot of episodes where I said, well, some of the, well, these have redeeming qualities. And for the most part, every episode does kind of have some redeeming qualities, but just that there are a good amount out there that's just like, no, no. And this is one of them, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to be honest, out of all, I'm tempted to watch, I kind of want to watch, out of all the My Hero episodes, I'm tempted by the news reporter one because it seems so out of pocket. As I said, well, I mean, I, I think I've told you enough that you might be able to watch it on its own just to get the feel for that episode. But, but then again, now I want you to watch, watch, uh, then again, I want to get all of you guys together and we can watch the Sonic X baseball episode. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I can see it. it. It makes sense for our little group of friends. Yeah, uh, but anyways, should we close out? Go right ahead. All right, so ladies, gentlemen, and others, what are some of your least favorite episodes in the anime? It doesn't have to be just one episode. It could be a multi-parter. It could even be an arc, but we're, I feel like we're kind of saving talking about arcs for another day if we ever decide mm -hmm. to do a sequel on those videos. But just episodes that make you feel sad, episodes that really upset you or episodes that are just kind of like so bad so bad they're good just anything yeah and just i mean i would say just for this part just episodes and maybe like two or three parters that are not a full arc in and of itself we'll talk about full arcs another day because like i said we have a lot of favorite arcs and we also have a lot of arcs that were like they weren't horrible but let's touch them up by doing x y and z exactly yeah yeah, and I feel like I said like a month ago, we're, we just got to 400 subscribers and now we're dangerously close to 500 because good God, you guys have been busy and I, we appreciate that. Please keep doing that. If you get to 500, then, well, I, I don't know. I never thought we'd get this far, so I don't know. What do you get? Tell us what you guys want. Yeah, I don't know what to do. We've never gotten to a real good milestone until now. Yeah, Richard Maybe 100. Said yeah, Richard said road to 425, and we're past that, so that doesn't really, that doesn't completely work. Oh god, we missed road to 420. 
Uh, yeah, that was on, that was on you, buddy. But anyways, smash, stack, and pin the like, comment, and, and subscribe button. Put a review. Leave us some ideas, and we will see you guys next time. This has been Alex. And Richard. And you have been listening to Anime Egotists. Good night, and peace easy.